Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about the one big problem with Facebook groups. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about the one big problem with Facebook groups. Now, we've been doing a series on this podcast about Facebook groups and why I think you should move from pages to groups and some things you need to know about uh, Facebook groups in general, what I've what we've learned from dealing with a massive Facebook group. And so just to recap real quick, we've been talking about why you need to move from pages to groups. And that was really, it's about reach because you're going to get better reach in people's news feeds by going from a Facebook page to a group. It actually builds community, which pages really don't do that. It helps you understand the difference between marketing to people versus information versus community that it kind of helps to very clearly define the tension between a page and a group. You have a really clear understanding of what each or how are they each are going to function. Uh, otherwise it's a little bit murky. This kind of draws a clear line for you, if you will. And also it just provides you some better data, some better usage in terms of like who are really the power users who are really invested in your church or your groups or your ministry groups or whatever, however you have your Facebook groups divided up. So those are the four big reasons I think why you should move from a page to a group. Now, I also walked you through four things that I've learned about growing a massive Facebook group. Um, and that are those four things are this is one, we've learned that Facebook really values groups that have high interactions. The more interaction you have inside your group, the more likely chance Facebook's going to promote it to people. Uh, two, they treat outside links in groups just like you kind of went on a Facebook page. And that is, is that you know what, they're, they're not going to really give you a lot of love. So trying to get somebody out of the group to a call to action, it's going to be kind of difficult. Uh, live video does really well inside of a group. Uh, if you do live video, you're going to really, really nail things down. People really like live video inside of a group. And last but not least is the fact that at some point there are going to be ads inside of groups and that, and you know, that's coming. You just got to prepare for it. That eventually at some point people are going to be able to place ads inside of your group right now. That doesn't occur. Um, people can't target your group. Uh, people can't place an ad inside of your group, but that could come down the road. So you just got to be aware of that. So those are kind of the big things I've learned from growing a large group. Now, that being said, why, even though I think you should move from pages to groups, and I think there's some things that I've learned about growing a massive group, I still think there's one big problem with Facebook groups. And that problem is this, is that the problem is that your group can become too popular. Now that sounds kind of not too much like a problem. You're thinking, wait, why is something becoming too popular an issue? That's, you know, you want your group to be popular, but when your group becomes popular, you have a whole bunch of issues that come around that. And I've seen that from a group that just a few years, years ago was a thousand and now sits almost closer to 19,000 members. And so I'm going to walk you through why this big problem of being too popular can be an issue for you. And I'm going to come up with some three different solutions that I think will help you kind of navigate that popularity issue. So here's the thing, when it comes to being too popular and why this is an issue is, is that at some point you're going to reach an inflection point in your group by which the group becomes so large that it can end up losing value for the users. And here's what I mean by that. So when I talk about being too popular, it means basically you start to lose the value. And that's because at some point when you hit a certain level, you're going to have so much interaction, so much chatter in the group that 
certain members are going to feel like they can't keep up with it all. It's going to become too much for one person really to handle and absorb. In fact, if they become so involved with the group, their newsfeed on their normal Facebook page, Facebook you know, profile when they log in is going to be nothing but the group. And for a lot of people that can seem overwhelming, this is really true, specifically if like they're really invested in the content or invested in the subject matter by which your group is built around. So that can become an issue for people that all of a sudden, because the group is so popular, so much content is being generated that it can be overwhelming. And for a lot of people, they feel like they can't keep up with it all. Uh, that's, so that's the kind of the first problem of being too popular. The problem number two that occurs is that you start getting repeat, repeating content. So what happens is as your group becomes more popular, more people join and more people, then as the, as the new people come on board, they start asking questions or wanting to start to discuss something that's already been discussed. And they don't do that to be belligerent or they don't do that because they just, they want to own the conversation. They just do it because they genuinely are part of the group and they they, they like everybody else, has these questions or, or these thoughts, and they want to share that with the group. The problem is, is that if you're a long-time member of the group, you start to feel see all this repeating content. So, you know, we deal with that in our Facebook group of people ask the question of, which streaming provider should I use for my church? What's your favorite font that you use for brands? Uh, should you have a group or should you have a Facebook page? Like, that's a question that gets asked a lot. What tool do you use to schedule all your social media? So these are the things that kind of get asked over and over again. And so what happens is when you have people who are fully invested in the group, they feel like almost like they're watching a rerun. Like we just answered that question 30 days ago when this new member X asked that question. So all of a sudden you start to get really almost redundant content and people can lose interest in the group. And that can be an issue for you. Number three, uh, in terms of why I think becoming too popular can be a problem is when you grow to a certain level, you almost start to have this, and I believe I've touched on this before, you almost have this revolving set of group members. And what I mean by that is that, so let's say you have a thousand members in your Facebook group. You're going to have a certain number in your group that I'm going to designate. They become power users. In other words, they're like really invested in the group. They spend a lot of time on the group. They will answer every question. They post a lot. They're just really invested. And you can see that because you can click on stats and you can see who's been the most active users in the last 28 days. When I've done that for our group, I've seen that over time, that 28 days, every 28 days, that that group kind of rotates through. In other words, our power group of users who are fully vested in the group seem to rotate on a consistent, I would say almost 45 to 60 day window. So it's almost like your core group of users kind of almost starts to rotate. It's not really this consistent over the last two years. We do have, I would think, I do have like five or 10 people I can think of that are really invested and been with us since day one. But we've had a lot of people rotate in and then rotate out of the group. So what happens is, is as the group becomes more popular, you almost start to this rotation factor where you almost feel on a certain level like you don't have a brand new group per se, like every 90 days, but you have a brand new group of power users every 90 days. And so you have almost have to reset expectations with them, help them understand the lay of the land, like what you can ask, what you can't do, kind of, you have to go over the guidelines. You're constantly monitoring that. And that can be really tiresome, to be honest with you. It can be one of those things where you just kind of go, oh, is it really worth it? So what you want to do is you want to be keenly aware that the fact that you almost, uh, you almost are almost having to deal with a new group every I I think it's closer to 60, 90 days for us. That's what we're kind of dealing with specifically as the group gets more and more popular and more people get added in. So those are the kind of the three things I see that can be a big issue 
that are from that main problem of becoming too popular. So how do you solve that? How do you still maintain community while being popular and having all of that growth? Well, what I think you can do is kind of boil down to three different things. One, you got to make sure your group is closed. Um, you're at a certain point you want to close that group off. And by closing the group off, that really lets you kind of really help you kind of pull back who's really going to be in the group. So having your group closed is a key thing. You, I think for us, we kept the group open uh, up till we reached, I would say like 500 members and then we closed the group down and then we started, then we started manually at letting people in. Yes, it was, it's still tedious to this day, but the reality of it is it helps control quality control the group. Uh, two, we're, this is something we're trying uh, actually last week. We're looking at removing non-active members. So uh, Katie posted a thing on the Facebook group where she said, Hey, if you're, if you still want to be in this group, let us know. If not, we're going to start removing non-active members. And all of a sudden, like, I can't remember. I lost count. We usually had a thousand comments within like 30 minutes, something ridiculously high. And, uh, all the people like, don't kick me out. Don't kick me out. And I, and I actually think, you know, I think on one level, it's, it's one way to game the system and get comments on a post, but on another level, it is kind of good to see like, okay, who's really active, who's paying attention, paying attention to the content as it's being posted. The problem with 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 using that as a way to remove people is this: is a lot of us um, observe the group, look through the group, but don't necessarily comment or are active in the group. So if you use a metric by which you decide, I'm only going to keep people in who comment and post. There are a lot of people who may just observe because that's their nature. They just they're in there to find some stuff. They kind of get in and get out. So you got to be kind of careful of that. But you do have to figure out. How do you keep people that are active and inactive in the group? And is that an issue for you? If you, you know, you keep that number to say like a thousand people in your group, that may be a healthy way of kind of, you know, keeping that community going by saying we're only keeping a thousand active people in the group. And that's one of the things that you're gonna have to measure for yourself and you're gonna have to play with it until you get that right number that works for you. And number three, uh, the big thing I think is, is that when you make your group closed is that when you, that's when you also turn on post authorization. In other words, you can't post without, an admin or a moderator authorizing the content. And this is key because this will help you avoid the possibility of people posting repeating content or con- content that basically people have already asked us questions, you know, et cetera, et cetera, those type of things. You can kind of make sure that only questions or comments that are being posted are ones that are relevant to the group and actually add value to the group in terms of something that is a new conversation, if you will, or a new question that hasn't been asked before. So what you do, by the way, with people who ask questions that have already been answered before is you either A, point them to posts by which you know you direct message them and say, hey, by the way, here's your question. I'm not going to post it because it's been asked before. And here's a link to the post where it was asked before. Or you can create um, like a blog or something by where you post answers to repeating questions. So you kind of almost have this like Wikipedia knowledge base type of thing where you just point people go here because your question's going to be answered uh, right here at this place. So there's a couple different ways to tackle that. But by turning on post moderation or authorization, if you will, by moderating those posts, you can avoid some of that repeating content to keep the community feel like, and it's kind of active. Now, when you do that, keep in mind, people will get frustrated when their content is not being posted. In other words, we deal with that a lot where somebody goes, how come my question wasn't answered, but I see four or five other people's questions were answered. And that's when you have to say, well, your question was valid. We've answered that question, you know, 10 times already. And you kind of have to deal with that. And some people get hurt and offended and some people are totally cool with it. You know what? That really depends on each person. But 
you know what? I think it's well worth it at the end to kind of turn on those, that post moderation. So that's, so that's, that's, that's what I, I suggest you do at, at some point. So there you go. Those are the three things I think you can do to kind of deal with the fact that, yeah, being popular is a great thing about Facebook groups, but it can present a problem. And if you don't know how to deal with that problem, that's going to be a pretty thorny issue down the road for you because you're going to become so popular that the Facebook group itself could lose value and people could start jetting from that. You definitely don't want that to happen as you try to move from pages over two groups. So there you go. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast, give us a rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. I would love that as well. If you got any questions, comments, or concerns, just hit me up at daryl at darylg.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-L at D-A-R-R-E-L-G.com. And I will address those comments and concerns in the next episode. You guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.